0: This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I am on remote with John Ford out of Seattle, CEO of eGym. That's capital E-G-Y-M. John, welcome to Halo Talks. Thanks, Pete. So, John, I've known about you and your company for probably a short 15-ish years, so glad we finally uh, got a chance to connect. Uh, I've known about what you were doing at eGym and at NetPulse for a long time, and uh, want to use this podcast for you to uh, extol some wisdom on the industry. Talk about, you know, what some of the uh, early adopters were uh, part of your client base, and um, maybe as part of this, uh, you know, halftime show, if you will, as I'm describing it, when people have the ability to actually focus on what I want my club or what I want my studio or health organization to be in. Two to three months, you know how your platform is is pivotal, pivotal uh, to taking people into like this new world order. So maybe start off with your your personal background and how you got here to uh, to add to your illustrious credibility on the subjects. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, plans plan sounds good. Um, just wanted to start by clarifying one thing on the title. Uh, I'm the CEO, Egem USA. So my role is is essentially has been building and launching the business in the United States versus our founder and CEO, Philip Rochlander, who's based in Munich. So my, my path into uh, the current business started with uh, a company I founded in 2006 called Virtual Active. And uh, if you've ever been on a treadmill that, uh, by, for example, life fitness or matrix that, um, you jump on and you start to see footage of trails and roads and such, um, streaming past you as you run. Um, that was me and a a crew of my buddies, um, produced that, that product and licensed it to the major manufacturers, um, back in the, the 2008 to 2010 range. That was my start into the industry. I eventually uh, sold that company to NetPulse. Um, at that point, uh, NetPulse was very much um, the, the former version of NetPulse, which was a, a content platform, entertainment platform, I would say, for connected cardio and connected cardio technology. And, uh, and they were looking for great content. So they liked what they saw with Virtual Active. Um, we did a couple of test runs, a couple of campaigns with Gatorade across the network. You know, virtual active content on Netpulse connected machines, Gatorade sponsoring, things went well. Um, so they acquired the company, and I I came into uh, a role running product and engineering eventually for for Netpulse. So I really built up um, a lot of the tech chops uh, during the, that few years from you know ten to to 13, 14, where we pivoted the company uh, to its its current position as a, a leading mobile platform for gyms. We built a lot of the mobile apps for, uh, for top companies like Planet Fitness, Gold's Gym, 24-Hour Fitness, et cetera, and, and hundreds more smaller, medium-sized operators. And, uh, and I managed and oversaw the, um, the build-out of the engineer, engineering organization that, that executed on that, um, as well as you know, the, the product in general, um, the strategy, et cetera. And then uh, took over running the business in um, uh, 16 and uh, and led the company through the exit.
0: Gotcha. So, with um, wh- why don't you give us a little, you know, commentary to uh, understand exactly where EGM currently fits in the, you know, digital ecosystem. You know, some of the terms that have been used in the past is, uh, you know, content provider you know, mobile app developer, middleware, you know, collaborator with MyZone type of platforms or a competitor to MyZone. So maybe help us clarify what EGM represents. You probably do a lot of things, but what are you know what's what are the core tools and um, what what should people be calling you? What frustrations are are you helping solve? I guess would probably be the easiest way to answer that.
1: I think that's a great way to frame the question. What, what problem do we care the most about solving, right? Um, because you're right, we do a lot, uh, a lot of different things. And the reason why we do a lot of different things is because solving the types of problems we want to solve requires a lot of pieces. Um, they're not easy problems to solve in one of the things that attracted me to the company. Um, but that that fundamental problem that eGym wants to solve is how do we make the gym work for uh, beginners and those new to exercise—it's one of the biggest problems that our industry can solve. How do we make gyms useful as a tool for building health in the deconditioned population? And I don't think it's been well solved in the past. Um, mm-hmm. So it's—it's it's one of those things where people have talked about it forever, but it's a very hard problem—a it, very hard problem to solve. And—and uh, and that's what. Uh, the, the majority of our resources are, are aimed at. So essentially our heart and soul is we're a digital fitness company, um, a technology-driven fitness company with hardware and software products with the end goal of helping especially begin everybody, but especially beginners and those who would otherwise struggle uh, succeed with exercise. So if you want me to dig into some of the, the key products, I can do that as well.
0: Yeah, why don't, why don't we do that? Because I feel as if the there, there's multiple vendors that are always trying to pick off, you know, mini frustrations, but not necessarily from a holistic view. So I what I, my, my inclination is that working with eGym is a way to kind of cut through several vendors and let you guys take over like the the strategic platform. And then if you there's other things people want, they can kind of plug that in, but you know, that you guys are somewhat of a, you know, I use this term like a trampoline into the digital space, but it's like you're a trampoline. that somebody jumping off of. So like what's maybe you can help articulate that better for me. It's your day job and it's not mine.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let me, let me start by covering, um, what I would see as the the two primary products, um, that most people would be familiar with. Um, so the first one is what people usually associate eGym with. Which is the um, the line of hardware of it's essentially uh, electronic motor, uh, electric motor resistance, computer controlled, you know, fully digital RFID authentication, and you can envision here a line of selectorized like equipment, but obviously without the weight stacks and the pin load and all that, but set up typically in a circuit. And again, the main problem that this equipment is designed to solve is how do we enable beginners to engage with strength training, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, if you think about a beginner coming into the fitness environment, um, what they're typically going to see is they walk into the the gym and they're going to see just an absolute jungle of equipment, especially on the strength training floor, and they're going to have no idea how to do anything. Right. And and so what ends up happening is um they go and they jump on the treadmill because it has a big green button that says quick start. And uh, and they're comfortable doing that. I can go walk on the treadmill or do low intensity cardio for you know 45 minutes to an hour, get very little benefit, but feel like I checked the box and I'm working on my my health. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's a reason why it's pretty much only fit people that you you see in the uh strength training area because strength training you need to know so much in order to strength train effectively Mm -hmm. what equipment do i use how do i use it what's the right form speed of repetition amount of weight i should use etc 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 i mean there's a thousand things you need to know to be able to do a complete workout program and adapt it over time Mm -hmm. and uh and so beginners don't typically do it and and that's the the primary problem that this circuit uh, digital circuit solves. So when I come to a user, uh, of the, when I come to the eGym circuit as a user, I'm going to be onboarded one time by um, a personal trainer. Usually uh, gyms are incorporating this into their uh, free workout orientation session. Um, so that's a 20, 25 minute orientation where I get set up on every single piece. So the trainer is going to set my seat height, my range of motion on every machine. Um, The machine is going to give me a one rep max strength test. So every single machine understands for that particular exercise, how strong I am. can select a program based on what my goal is. And the point being that the second time that user comes in to the circuit area, all they need to do is sit down on machine. Number one, swipe in and push or pull according to the prompts on the screen. Um, It's, it's really for, for us, for strength training to work with beginners, to get beginners engaged with it, it's got to be like that stupid simple. Right. Um, and so...
0: Just, just, but, if yeah. I can interrupt you for one second, on the, the setup of the equipment with the e-gym technology on it, is that something that, if I've got a new club, can I order my equipment to have gym come with it? Or do I need to basically go and take my current strength area and basically... Ejimatize it.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a an aftermarket product in any way. So okay. you would need to buy eGem strength equipment in order to to implement this program. And you know, it's it's not because um, we don't believe in integrated solutions. If you look at what we do on the cardio side, where we partner with. Uh, three of the largest manufacturers, Life Fitness, Precore, and Matrix today, and adding many more of the, the smaller manufacturers, we're actually deeply embedding our software into their cardio machines such that you can get this same exact e-gym experience, but for cardio with a single swipe personalized plan based on your goal, uh, everything tracked, etc. cetera. So the, the approach with respect to the bespoke hardware is only out of necessity because there's just... Not a way to create this amazing experience um, with an aftermarket product to the quality of experience that we think
0: is necessary. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, then, and so, so is the the member then has their own code, so it's not like they need to bring anything with them except their memory of their ID code. It's
1: it's RFID enabled. Um, one other thing that we as a company generally don't don't agree with is type in, typing in login information. Okay. We we think that's one of the main reasons why the, the average adoption of logging into, for example, connected cardio equipment is low single digit percentage points. Right. But you take that and you put it in a strength environment where someone has to move from machine to machine. It's essentially a no go completely. Right. If you imagine people in a circuit and every time they get up and and move, they have to then sit down and
0: log into the machine again, not going to work. Got it. it. And then, and then as I looked at your site and and what you guys are, are doing and one of the keys of getting people, you know, checked in without having to potentially interact with, um, you know, giving their swiping their, their key card, but you guys are big on the mobile, uh, side and the user interface and and kind of white labeling that product. Is that accurate?
1: That's right. That's the second uh, category of product that I would say that the the company
0: is is known for. Um, that would be like a lead in for you. Basically, I'm giving you a nice lead in to that. Yeah, it's pretty nice <laughs> lead in for me. Thank you. All right, bro. No problem. <laughs> un, un, unintended, but please continue.
1: Yeah, and in this particular um, mobile product, white label mobile product is um, really seeing a massive influx of demand right now, given the current circumstances. Right. And we can talk about that a little bit as well, but uh, but essentially, it's um, gyms need to engage with members through mobile. That's obvious in, in 2020. Um, it's the primary communication channel. It should be a primary interaction channel in general, and um, and the gyms, of course, want that to be uh, packaged in their brands so that they're pushing their brand and a relationship with their brand to their members and uh and so that's what we provide is a robust set of tools mobile tools um across operational and transactional features to engagement features like rewards challenges um of course all of the digital fitness functionality that we've now integrated from the egym side of the business lives now also in the the mobile platform um as well as um revenue driving functionality like um, our guest pass and referral program and uh, tools like this that gyms can use to convert that engagement with the
0: mobile into actual revenue and value gotcha yeah. so if I if I'm on um, say I'm on ABC financial or I'm on club ready or um, you know mind body so I've been a client of those com- one of those companies for several years, they might have some feature or component or add on. Uh, how have you, how do you interact with those companies? What's the relationship mm-hmm. there? Do you have kind of like a clear path for someone to say, Hey, I want my eGym mobile turned on. It's basically like a flip a switch and that API is going back and forth or how, how easy is it to tack on your technology? That's right. Um, the membership management software companies, uh,
1: like the ones you mentioned are very important partners for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can't enable, uh, at least to the quality we would like the operational features of the app, the transactional features of the app, class booking, class scheduling, um, check-in, these sorts of things without integration to those systems because they're the the membership source of record, Right. Um, so we partner deeply with those guys, and we do deep integrations. Such that uh, if it's one of our partners, uh, and you are a gym that uses that system, you can order your mobile app from us, and uh, and it's just a matter
0: of configuring it. Got it. Okay. So in this uh, in this new world order that we're about to immerse ourselves in, you know, when we inevitably get out of this crisis what are you hearing from prospective clients? What are you hearing from current clients and say, look, you know, I'm, uh, I feel like I've used, you know, 25% of what e has to offer. You know, I've got time right now during this halftime show to, uh, to get my shit together mm-hmm. and actually like fully embrace technology. So what are you, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? Um, what are some of your, your top, recommendations to our client base of, uh, health club operators and, and boutique operators to say, look, if you don't do these top three things, you are going to be, you know, materially disadvantaged in the, you know, in August or September when, when the world changes and we are, when we're back to business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So,
1: uh, I'd start with, with digital, if you didn't think the digital was important before, you are already probably in the minority. But now, uh, I think this—what's happening now—is bringing the rest of the market on board um, with an understanding of how uh, how important digital can be for your club. Um, a lot of that, of course, is being driven by our ability with eGym Mobile to um, to power remote workout programming for customers. Um, and allow them to maintain a relationship, um, some justification for some level of continued billing, uh, etc. And uh, I, I think, you know, given the downtime, that that also allows us to talk to these gyms that haven't previously had mobile. You know, of course, their urgent need is, I need, I need some remote content, right, that I can distribute under my brand um, to my members. Uh, but then they learn about, other things that mobile can do as part of that process, and I, th- I really think it's going to be a huge accelerant for um, for digital for the rest of the market in, in general.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, and I think I started with that one, but it's probably the most obvious one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anything there is going to be shocking for anybody who's who's watching. But uh, but the next one I, I think is is maybe a, a little bit less obvious, which is we are strong believers that. When we come out of this, there's going to be essentially um, what we call internally uh, a January 2.0, right, or a Super January,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and this is the result of a couple of different factors. One is there are going to be a significant number of fitness businesses that simply don't survive this downturn, right, mm-hmm. and that is going to release into the marketplace a lot of homeless fitness members right? Um, So clearly that represents in itself an opportunity for those who are stronger and remain, right? The second piece is uh, we think that there is going to be a a general increase in um, awareness of the value of health and fitness. Um, If you look at what experts are saying about coronavirus, um, there's a couple important pieces for our industry. One is that experts are saying this is likely to not go away. This is something that's going to be either seasonal or have um, a significant number of resurgences over time, et cetera. And one Mm -hmm. of the consequences of flattening the curve is that we're preventing a lot of the population from getting it, uh, which means there's still a lot of vulnerability for resurgences of the disease. We're also unaware of how long immunity lasts once you get it or what kind of immunity you get. So, if we take the expert opinion that this is likely to be coming back around again and not, not going away, then you have to look at it from the perspective of uh, the general population. If I'm a 60, 65 year old person who otherwise would be at a fair bit of risk, right? And maybe I'm developing hypertension or I have prediabetes, et cetera, all I can really do is prepare my body for the eventuality that I may get this, right? Mm -hmm. And and fitness is a primary intervention for nearly all of the top underlying conditions that lead to mortality from coronavirus. If you look at the data coming out of, for example, Italy, where it's in the high 90s in terms of the percentage of of fatalities that had underlying conditions, top underlying conditions being uh, hypertension, uh, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, etc mm-hmm. all stuff that you can directly impact with fitness intervention um, so we think that there's going to be a a huge opportunity for fitness to capitalize on the the new reality right but i 'll say that uh, there's there's a caveat in my opinion, and that is that the types of people that are going to be coming into gyms in this new surge, similar to January, are going to, uh, there are going to be a lot of beginners mm-hmm. and who are not experienced exercisers. And I think that what's happening with corona is just going to amplify that effect even further, right? so the gyms, to take advantage of this, need to think about what is the offering that they have for those people other than personal training. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: because just from a price point perspective, personal training doesn't work for everybody. And so, so that's, that's what we're seeing, is, is a big opportunity for women for to, to look at. Um, when someone walks into my gym and they're a beginner, are they gonna know what to do? Are they gonna be able to work out independently and make progress? And those are the mm-hmm. problems that we work on as a company.
0: Gotcha. Great. So, um, so in closing here, what is the, uh, what's the best way to reach out to your, your company? What's the best way? If there, if there are any like webinars or informational sessions you guys are doing over the next, uh, couple weeks that, uh, that we should get our, uh, our industry folks into, um, to basically, you know, assume that they're going to start to prioritize what we've been talking about here.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say anyone who's interested in learning more, just um, reach out to me directly, uh, john.ford at egym.com. And, uh, and we do have some, some webinars coming up. Um, I don't have final dates and times at this point, um, but certainly anyone who contacts me, I can pass that information along.
0: Great. All right. So um, I'm going to use the uh, find your homeless fitness members and we're prepare for super January. Yeah. Those are going to be my two quotations from uh, from John Ford, and I appreciate okay. uh, you taking the time here and talking to our audience. And good to finally meet you virtually in person. It's got a long time coming, and uh, we will uh, we'll go for there. So I'll catch you when we uh, when we reopen. All right. Thanks, Thanks for having All me. All right. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. This is Pete Moore. As you know, I am a big believer in personal development. I got a time-saving opportunity here for you, recommending Dan Millman's Four Purposes of Life. Go to audible.com forward slash halotalks. You want to register there, get a free audiobook. It's $14.95 a month thereafter. Giving you things that I do to make myself better and hopefully it makes you better. Go Halo. Let's play to win.